Brad and Fritz, Brad and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. Welcome to the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you're with us here. We're in the 1.30 to 2.30 or so hour live on Wednesday as we do this. And uh, so not unlike the milk in the refrigerator, the expiration date was already yesterday. So, yeah, sure. Get to it. Yeah. Um, the list is not that long. Okay. I can't explain to you why. Um, On these days, but, we always go for quality over quantity, or at least that's the bullshit we put out. Okay. I'll go with that. That works. It gets it done. It gets me off the hook. Um, sort number one, mob bosses, mob lawyers will always protect you. Uh, number two, don't let Putin be your travel agent. Hmm. And number three, rich man earning north of $1 million tried that in a small town. Eh. Those are the, those are the, uh, that's the winners for today. Yeah. Do that last one first. The rich man earning north of a million dollars a day. We have not discussed this song yet, or this is the whole phenomenon yet. Of course. Uh, this is, this is a, a long distance dedication and request to John the Catholic in, in Peoria, Illinois. Hello. (laughs) So. I think we need to go back, um, what, about uh, two two or three months or so and start with the sequential order of these uh, songs that have now taken over uh, country music and even now momentarily the pop music charts. By the way, neither of which I actively follow, neither of which I know anything about anymore because I don't pay attention and no. I never listen to rock radio pop radio. I, I don't I don't know anything. Okay. And guess, so guess I, what? Guess who else doesn't listen to pop radio, rock radio, America. No one listens to those things anymore. All right. So the, uh, the, what was the Jason Aldean? Try song? that in a small town. Okay. That was what about six weeks ago, two months ago that that just, yeah uh, blew up out yeah. of nowhere yeah and uh i guess that song had been around for a while and then for whatever inexplicable reasons it blowed up <laughs> it blowed up and uh upon further examination it had some tinges of uh, obvious racism including where the uh, video for the song was recorded, I think, in a very, very uh, sensitive place. What was it in Tennessee? Yeah, it was right by a lynching tree, Brad. Lynching tree. Yeah. Yeah, there's Which, a tree. By the way, lynching was tree. a pure accident. Pure accident. <laughs> Just what? Who knew? I had no idea. Coincidental. Now, did uh, Jason Aldean own it? Did he say, oh, I have no politics. What are you, why are you coming after me for this? It's just a song. Uh, Jason Aldean. Oh, Jason Aldean owned the fuck out of it. Played it extra hard at his concerts. Okay. And rode that motherfucker to a lot of money. Are you kidding me? Okay. So he decided to cash in. He was not going to 
Oh, okay. yeah. Which, in America, you can do that. No problem. You can. You try that in a small town. Yeah. Uh, then, within the last couple weeks, we have a song called Rich Men North of Richmond, which was uh, performed almost in an ad hoc way by a guy with a big, long red beard. He looks like a another ZZ Top roadie, right? <laughs> he goes by the name of Oliver Anthony Music, is what he calls himself. Which, that's not his real name, is it? Not at all. Not not even close. But that doesn't matter. We respect no, anyone's no. right to... He can do whatever he wants to. I mean, yeah, people... That, that happens. wasn't his name either. You know? No. Cary Grant, you can go on down the list. No. All of them. And Barack Obama, not his real not name. Not his real name. <laughs> well, I not his real birthplace. By the way, you notice, and they're not talking about this, that fire in Hawaii did destroy those birth records. I don't want to say anything. Wait a minute. This, this is shocking because I, I didn't think, I thought that they were in Honolulu. That the, no, no, you're no. telling me that the map. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, Matt, Matt, just look at that. Look where that's going. Whoa. And, and I'm just going to say another thing here. A lot of those people who were uh, incinerated, they had the vaccine. We might need to stop right here. This will so, <laughs> so, so help us go viral. All right. So back to the back to the song, Richmond, North of Richmond. And it, it starts off. It starts off kind of as a almost standard uh, populist poor man bemoaning the rich man. You know, when I think of the the greatest example of that kind of of song i think of the song friday on my mind yeah remember that song yeah wasn't uh, that an australian group or something weren't they weren't they yes, it was. Yeah. yeah it was a big 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 hit um and it's been in a lot of movies in the you know several years it it, it gets used all the time um working for the rich man <laughs> i won't sing it but there that's it's a tradition it's an american tradition However, this this song makes a quick U-turn <laughs> uh, uh, a few lines into the song, right? And, if you're uh, five feet three and three hundred pounds, the government ought not to be paying for your bag of fudge rounds. Yeah, that's almost a direct quote, by the way, from the lyrics of that that song. If you haven't heard it, right, right. It's it's kind of the musical equivalent of the uh, Ronald Reagan welfare queen comment. Very you much so. Yeah, around. very much so how you would make that connection. Yeah. Uh, let, let's let's play the be beginning of it. And then we will play the beginning of we already have a backlash to that song. Yeah. Are you aware of that? Yeah. Uh, a guy over in England has uh, taken that song and he has, in my opinion, straightened it back out. Okay? <laughs> he has. But so listen to the first part. This is the Oliver Anthony Richmond North of Richmond tune. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame. Pretty good so far, right? 
Yeah, doing all right. People like me, people like you, wish I could just wake up. May it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is. Living in the new world. With an old soul. The rich men know, the rich men, Lord knows, they all just want to have total control. Oh, here you get the idea. So, so, so far, okay. Who do you think the rich men north of Richmond are? Because I always got the idea that he was talking about the what Donald Trump would call the swamp. That's what well, I was talking about. What I Washington in general. Yeah, you're Washington right. in general. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was getting the idea for. But I guess a good song, a good set of lyrics, uh, isn't a hundred percent clear and opens itself up to interpretation. Not unlike our Constitution, as you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. no. No, that's exactly what was, was no interpretation at all for the Constitution. All right, so along comes this guy from from England the last few days. His name's Billy Bragg, mm-hmm. Billy Bragg. And uh, you'll notice the similarity in the lyrics here right at the beginning. And then he takes the traditional folk music, Woody Guthrie, hard left turn. Yeah, he does. And straightens it out. Billy Bragg and his version of this garbage is rich men earning north of a million okay if you're selling your soul working all day overtime hours for bullshit pay well nothing's gonna change if all you do is wish you could wake up and it not be true join a union fight for better pay we got it we got it we got it there yeah, Billy Bragg's been around for a hot minute, and he's a, kind of a semi-folky. And you're right, he's very much in the Woody Guthrie tradition. Yeah. Um, I guess what, what amazes me about this whole story the last few weeks is uh, folks are acting as if nothing like this has ever happened before. Can't believe it. And, of course, there, there's been right-wing populist crap woven into what is thought to be the music industry, which is a bunch of liberals, blah, 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 blah. First of all, what the fuck has country music been for almost our entire life? Come on. Right now, and that's funny, maybe this, and I'm talking about what Billy Bragg just sang here about unions, but the the uh, the other two guys, maybe what they're doing is uh, making their moment because, unless I'm wrong here, isn't country music whether they like it or not, being dragged into the 21st century and if not being forced to diversify, but without a choice, there are more blacks, there are more women, there are more trans people who consume and produce country music. And you know what? They live in Nashville. They live in Nashville. It's odd. Yeah. But you're right, they're being, I mean, if you look at the, the history of country music and the number of band songs that they've had, like I always think back to Loretta Lynn's brilliant song, The Pill, which was banned on all of these country stations, which was a, a reaction, uh, you know, it, it was it was about women claiming their own uh, their own freedom as far as their bodies go. How that dare. was, they couldn't do that. And do you know, the the? it's funny when you talk about 
right wing. The happiest girl in the whole USA by Donna Fargo was supposedly <laughs> a reaction to hippies bitching about America. Now, she failed terribly in that, but it turned out to be a very popular song nonetheless. I didn't even know that's what that was about. Yeah, it was. That's that's exactly what it was. It was about all of the stuff that's I mean, going I on. You. I'm not, I'm not doubting and you about, for a second. And about women's rights and stuff and about how these women were burning their bras and wanting yeah. to be paid as much as men and wanting an equal rights amendment. And she's a zippity-doo-dah. I'm married to this guy. He tells me what to do and where to go, and I love it. That's basically well, what this song is. I would submit that the most right-wing song in the history of the charts, according to me, Casey Kasem, I believe it was number one for six weeks in a row, would be The Battle of the Green Berets by Sergeant Barry Sadler. Mm -hmm. Which was parodied by Bob Seger in The Battle of the Yellow Berets. <laughs> there you go. Bob Seger in The Last Herd, sure. Um, a, lot well, of the Ray, a lot of the Ray Stevens shit oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is well, right wing. 110 Soldier, I mean, that's kind of a right wing song too, right? Yeah, well, you know what? If you If you dig in, and all you have to do is uh, Google top 10 conservative songs of all time in rock. You know what's uh, near at the top? What's Revolution that? by the Beatles. Well, but they also and consider... Man by the Beatles. Because <laughs> if, if you listen to John Lennon's lyrics, and, and he was the writer of the lyrics, uh, if you dig in there, I mean, it's not perfectly explicit, but it's in there. And of course, um, later on, uh, John Lennon was tried to, they tried to expel John Lennon from the United States. They attempted to be, deport him yeah. really but at the not, hand of, not because of revolution, not, not because of that, but it was later on because he actually said some stuff at the Republican convention in 1972. Yeah. And the guy who was at the heart of that was Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond was the guy who tried to have John Lennon deported. And by the way, tax man, which is, I believe, I believe that's a George Harrison yeah. composition. Sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, is... Uh, an early version of uh, the oppressed rich, damn those taxes, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, 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 but again, yeah, these, these are all, but, yeah, these are also people who would consider "Born in the USA" to be a patriotic song. These are these are some of the same people without really examining the lyrics. Like, yeah, I was born in the USA. Fuck yeah! And they don't they don't really get it. Um, but then. I can look at it this way. This is the equivalent, and there's an argument, and we'll find out soon enough whether this, this, uh, these songs got asked. The last one, uh, not not the Billy Bra the Bragg one, but the Oliver Rich Anthony song, Richmond, I, got, Oliver Anthony music. got astroturfed uh, into success. In other words, uh, uh, downloaded a zillion times by people. By the way, I I did the math on this. And uh, right now, Oliver Anthony, the uh, yeah. Richmond, Richmond guy, is uh, standing firm. He's, uh, he's a great human being. He refuses to be co-opted by the Fox publicity machine and go right wing and, yeah. and you know, get an get a instant $10 million contract. But according to Park Avenue artists, the co-president, Ross Michael, says that even without doing anything, without signing anything right now, because the song is being uh, streamed so often, he says he might be making $40,000 a day from 10 million downloads per day. I did the, the uh, math on that. Yeah. And uh, that would be one two, two thousandth of a cent 
per download he's making. So when, that makes it sounds about right. Right. When artists, when recording artists say, I can't make any money through streaming, they're right. Unless you get a freak like this. Oh, yeah. And it no. gets downloaded tens, hundreds of millions of times. Then you make a little money. And, and no, there's that, some people, there, there are people making money off of streaming. Their names are Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Taylor, making good. And, and by the way, Taylor Swift, did you mention her? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's doing okay. If you're, if you're not those people, yeah, you're making one one billionth of a penny off of every yeah. But this guy, as right. you say, is such a freak show. And it should be said, he's made history as the number one guy on the Billboard Hot 100. Whatever that means in this day and age, he came out of nowhere and now has the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100. And as you, we wish him well. <laughs> and and now the the funny thing, as you point out, is that he's been they they've tried to pound on his door, maybe not as hard as they have with Donald Trump's to get him to go to the debate. But Fox News has been trying. Please come on Fox and Friends. Please come on this. Please would you and come on and can you please bitch about liberals on our? And he's been like, no, I don't want to do that. And he's been quoted as saying, I consider myself right down the middle politically. That's what he says. Um. And then he pissed them off because he made a, an appearance at some sort of gig that he had booked, obviously, a long time ago in Moyock, North Carolina. That's right, Brad. I had to look it up, too. It's about 20 miles south of Chesapeake, Virginia, just over the state line in eastern North Carolina. Oh, my goodness. And, what, is it in one of those counties that I've yes. never heard of? Yeah, Perquimans, <laughs> Pasquatank, one of, one of them deals up there. And apparently they quoted him as saying, and there's, there's a, an audio, audio soundbite of him saying that the strength of America is its diversity, which has then, of course, oh, <laughs> that's it. God. It's over. It's, I hate you. You're we a plant. In the first place. You're Get a piece of shit. <laughs> but it, so as far as but him being good for him for not canceling the gig, hey, he could have said, I don't need to go to a Moyak. God forsaken bug tussle. <laughs> in North light, North light of fart, Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> so i mean so far i take him at his word that he is and, and I, I by the way i've heard him speak he sounds nothing like that redneck that you just heard singing he has like a standard god shall i say it a north of richmond accent uh when he talks so he he does seem to be not politically motivated right now i don't know if he's going to be co-opted i don't know if he's going to have a show on fox nation next week i have no idea <laughs> but apparently he, he seems to be the guy you can't buy off and he's not going to be somebody else's pawn. So, you know, kudos to him for that. I also think this speaks of there, there's just, uh, and, and you saw it, I think you probably saw it in one of the articles. I think the New York times had a pretty good article about, well, there's some of these, some of these things that are going on in the culture are having a moment, the Jason Aldean song and this thing. And then this, uh, sons of freedom or whatever this, this, this motion picture about the movie. The movie is about sex, about uh, ch child trafficking, uh, which may or may not have a political bent to it. I find that the the underlying I it does. Yeah, I think the overt message there is that Republicans and conservatives care about what's being done to children, and liberals don't. I think that's well, the but, overt. Brit, bleep, who runs bleep. all the Who runs all the pizza parlors? <laughs> it's it become, part of the Underground Railroad. And, and runs them. In addition to Caviezel and the guy who directed the film, I mean, they have very troublesome, very clear problems with truth and all this other stuff. They seem to have fudged the idea 
of child trafficking and some of the facts. And when you point this out to them, that becomes you to them not caring about the problem and not understand the problem of child trafficking. Right. All right. There's, well, we'll, uh, we'll pay attention to this. I guess the real test will be, is this kind of a three and done? We've narrowed this down to these three kind of current well, songs, or does, does this continue? My guess is, that there's going to be more knockoffs. There's going to be more derivatives. There are going to be more corollaries. There are going to be more people trying to strike this this vein and and make a name for themselves. And um, you, you give them credit for for coming out of the box with something that you know hit, but then you always wonder. Yeah, you always next? wonder how how genuine it is and 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 uh, what what the plan is and who's going to get a hold of. Well, the, the interesting, of, if not right. him, but but the genre, the, the genre. The interesting part of the Oliver Anthony music thing is that country radio has not embraced it. Country radio, which as all terrestrial radio is, trying to remain relevant, um, they've not jumped on the train and started playing the song a lot. And I don't really why, understand why. Why do you think that is? Is is that out of fear of um, what offending the diverse audience that country radio is trying? <laughs> I to don't think that's a, I don't think that's it at all because you know and I know that the diversity in the large corporations that control the large unsuccessful corporations that control the radio industry, they kind of have to be told what to play. And there's not been a big uh, record company saying here play this and like none of the program directors are going to be well i think we should do that i'm going to step out of line here and in my market this is the right thing to do that doesn't exist in radio anymore it's got to be what's in it for me and what all, all this other shit but what you just said what you just said <laughs> is the exact reason yeah. that radio is spinning itself into complete and total irrelevance because if this is a viral hit because of YouTube, which is essentially the fact, uh, and radio decides, well, it's a YouTube hit. We're too good for that. We're not going to be followers. We always have to be the leaders. We have to be the one that breaks it. And that, the, it's not that way anymore. Brit, we have not been in radio, on radio now for almost, it's almost 10 years. We're almost 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. And, and just in that 10 year period, the uh, evolution or the de-evolution of the pecking order by which music is discovered, distributed, yeah. and consumed right. is way, way different than it was even 10 years ago. You could Correct. always look for radio to uh, be out front and the internet and YouTube, they were kind of supplementary in a way. Uh, go to our website and right, right, those, those days are gone, right? Those days are gone. Well, country radio has always trailed mainstream yeah. radio in terms of technological and cultural kind of shifts. So they are on the tail end. I think they still have some, influence in pointing their consumers toward this go do this well, go buy this but that's uh, waning as well i'm not saying that uh, that's still like it was 10 or 12 years ago you you may have understated how crappy it is now because correct me if i'm wrong 
going back to the Jason Aldean song, that started uh, because it was quote unquote banned on yeah. country music television. Yeah. First, and that yeah. turned it into a, a kind of a cause celeb. Correct. So yeah. again, it wasn't radio. It wasn't radio. Do you get a, and you get a few of these songs from a period of time that get banned and they they become more popular. Uh, yeah. There was this. I want to say it was by Lady Annabellum. It was one of the. It was called Girl Crush, and this was a song that came out twelve or fifteen years ago, and it was about a woman who had a professed some love for another woman, but it was because she was just jealous because the woman got to make out with this guy that she liked. And it was a huge controversy in country radio. We can't play that song. People would call up the country radio stations and say, this is promoting the quote unquote gay agenda. You get stuff like that from time to time, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, particularly if you have a few people, I mean, like, the guys we used to work for, Curtis Media, they have one of the most influential, if not the most influential country radio station in the whole state of North Carolina and WQDR. If I'm at WQDR and I see what's going on, I, yeah, I throw this fucking thing on the air today and I play it every hour on the hour. I'm sorry. And it, it, part of the, you know, I'll tell you what's also part of the problem with this song. It's not the pub, pub, uh, the polished bullshit country music that's cranked out of the McDonald's factory. It but, sounds very, very different. It actually has soul to it. Right. But <laughs> you, you are allowed, you are allowed to point that out as you play it and not be so afraid of your constituents. What are the country radio constituents like Trumpers? You can't say anything. You can't do anything a little bit different than what the king but is we, uh, ordering, which is, which is, uh, a corporate pop country dreck. I don't know. Well, here's the here's the the counter argument to what I just said. Because like, if you're a WQDR, you don't belong to the iHeart Media family. You don't belong to Odyssey or any of those companies that have hundreds of radio stations and stuff. You start playing this thing, then a week later, you get this quote from this guy who trumpets diversity. And then all of a sudden, your listeners are like, "Oh my God, this guy's You take that song off the air now! Nah. Take it off now!" If, if you're that, if you're that afraid, you know, <laughs> go work at McDonald's. But I, you know, go work at McDonald's. Let me, let me just add, let me same. let me just in general ask you, how does stepping out of line with mainstream radio? How's that work for you, Brad? <laughs> because personally, eh, as far as a, a career within the industry, eh, didn't work that well for me. I'm okay with my decisions. I'm all right with it. You entered the business and I entered the business at a point in time when we thought, hey, these stations are out there to hire the most talented people to try to entertain the audience as best they can. And as time went on, the business changed. Did it not? Well, because we became less talented as time went on. <laughs> no question about that. No I mean, nobody, nobody's denying any of that. But it is, it, 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 to me, that's the teachable moment. Uh, among many for this whole situation is just how irrelevant radio shows itself to be on a, on a daily basis. Yeah. Just, uh, I think we had a consultant friend who talked about stepping in front of a parade, right? Jump in front of the parade. These people are failing to jump in front of the parade. Yeah. Uh, other, other fun things here. Brad Raffensperger, the man who refused and should have been, should have been charged by Donald Trump personally, yeah, because 
at the end of that perfect phone call, what did he do? He did nothing that President Trump wanted him to do. He refused to find the 11,780 votes. votes. <laughs> he is going to be subpoenaed to testify in the Mark Meadows hearing. Oh, they are turning on each other. Oh, this is getting more fun hour by hour, isn't well, it? Well, especially now that we actually have mugshots. Now that there are actual mugshots that are coming out of people who are sacrificing their life for the service of Donald John Trump. Now, I think people are feeling a warm feeling in the back of their pants. Uh, they've notified Rapsenberger that he will be getting a subpoena to testify in the uh, Meadows hearing. And uh, Mark Meadows, I'm trying to figure out, do we think he's a, a semi-intelligent person or just a complete blithering idiot? I can't. I'm, uh, I, you might want to go I, with I, the I, too, too clever by half. Yeah. I think he does things that he perceives uh, a smart person to do, but he does not do them in a way that a smart person would do them. Does he really think that the charges leveled against him in the indictment in Georgia are going to be approved to be moved to federal court because he's saying that everything he did yeah he did while serving the white house as a federal official i'm a federal official i can't be prosecuted in a state or the state of georgia does he not i mean come on does he not realize he must realize that you are not performing your function as a federal employee or even as a White House staffer when what you are doing is trying to strong arm, extort and cheat and destroy the United States of America. That's not a that's not a sacred duty mm. that that you get to embrace to use on your behalf when you try to move venues and uh, uh, court proceedings from one place to another from the state to the does doesn't he realize there's no judge that's going to give him that what is what the fuck is wrong with him well it's i don't he he may be getting as they say bad legal advice i'm not sure well god i don't know i can't tell you oh by the way they did george conway did the thing that you're always killing me about is that he tweeted uh he some posts from donald trump yesterday he goes is there any man Anyone in this man's life, any family member who can have steer him toward the mental help he deserves or needs. <laughs> and you always got, kill me. By the way, he's got, he's got a lot of nerve saying that because he was married <laughs> yeah, to Kellyanne true. Conway. Kellyanne <laughs> goddamn Conway the entire time she was flacking for Trump. Wasn't there anyone in her life that could sit her down well, and get her to see the light? Eventually, so shut he, up about that. Eventually, he did leave her. I mean, eventually, he did get. You remember the deal where they had like somebody? I think it might have been Ivanka wrote down the name of a marriage counselor, a couple of marriage counselors, and presented them to George Conway. That would be marriage over for me right there. I'm. I'll yeah, be was, moving out tonight. Doctor Laura Schlesinger and Doctor Tony Grant. When I start taking marriage advice in any way, shape, or form from Ivanka Trump, and you start being the conduit for that, we're done. It's over. Let's start splitting up the coffee table right now. Yeah. Uh, just... Are you liking the mugshots, though, so far as they're coming out? Are you enjoying the mugshots? Uh, uh, has someone done a, 
a, a fake mug shot of Trump yet with his head shaved? Have they done one of those yet? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure someone has. Yeah. I still, I still, again, my end game on this whole thing is that the Trumps uh, will immediately try to get a mug shot and sell it as a T-shirt. Oh, and then uh, other entities will grab it and do it as well because it's public domain. And then he'll try to shut down anybody else trying to sell his image uh, and make money Not off of it. Work. Only guess, he's allowed to how many, how many suits does he have to lose? Does he have to exactly, lose 10,000? Exactly. And then it still will not become apparent to his followers that this is a, just a cash grab. It won't become, it won't become uh, relevant or, or possible to them that that's what this all is. Yeah, that, that, that two-tier justice system, it's just crushing him, isn't it? <laughs> it's destroying him. Accommodating him so he, he can name the time that he's coming on Thursday night so that it's in prime time now uh i assume that when he says you know thursday evening that he does it at nine or ten o'clock to catch you know the west coast commuters that are already home you know by seven pacific at yeah. 10 eastern you don't want to do it too early you don't want to do it at eight eastern no, time because no, you know they're all still in their cars stuck in traffic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know he's brit he's the most media savvy president we've ever had he knows all those kinds of things so we don't have to tell him he's he's that good he's now that they, good they've kind of gone sweating his ass off i think he's sweating his ass off right oh now. he should be he 100 percent should be now they've kind of gone back and forth on the uh, spin room thing as far as the debate goes they're not gonna they, let they're not gonna let trump people in there now are they well what they said was no Come you're on. not gonna be able to, we're not gonna because they were gonna send uh the coke twins uh, Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle and Carrie Lake, and then somebody else was going to go too. Maybe Stephen Miller. I don't know. Uh, and then the 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 organized RNC said, "No, no. If you're not in the debate, you don't get to spin." And then Brett Baer came and said, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. If you're invited by the media covering, then yes, you could be allowed in the spin room." So they're playing. They're they're doing namby pamby, uh, riding the fence bullshit with this whole situation. Oh, so it's like getting invited to the White House Correspondents' Dinner, no matter right. how loathsome a figure you are. If uh, if Fox News wants you to sit at their table or NPR wants you to sit at their table, well, the people who put on the event, they have nothing to do with that, right? Exactly. So Fox is trying to, to uh, at arm's length, uh, uh, get in, and the people who run, control the debate and who has access afterwards – in that in that spin room there they're going arm's length knowing full well that uh newsmax or somebody will invite fox i don't know who is gonna who would invite them in that is actually a fair question maybe nobody would i don't think anybody would would. i I hope they wouldn't i hope they wouldn't but i I hope there's an alternate like spin room that they have at a local like hotel that'd be great well they'll be they'll they'll figure out some way to 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 get around things up but but Look at the the, the uh, look at from the other direction. If you let in Don Jr. and or Kimberly Guilfoyle on behalf of Trump, don't you think that would be a fantastic thing because of how idiotic they would be? In other words, that would not help Donald Trump. Right. First of all, just the optics of Donald Trump being too weak and too timid and too arrogant 
and I know he's got a big lead, but to not be back there because the other candidates, you know, they do go back there. You do get to talk to each of them after, after the debate. So you're having two lame ass surrogates, you know, your, your, your Coke infused son and his, uh, uh, just insufferable, insufferable, uh, uh, soon to be daughter-in-law, right? But they're yeah. not married yet, right? Are they? Oh, I think man. it's the longest engagement. Well, she's got three more uh, plastic surgical procedures, and then they'll go ahead and get married. What? You know why they're waiting? Because they want a White House wedding. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that's hilarious. That's really funny. That's, that's so a funny. good one. That's a that's a that's a great one. Ugh. How about a jailhouse wedding? Can we do that? Would that be possible? Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can the warden can the warden do the ceremony is he is he got the uh, power to do that well, trump is going to ask he'll be denied i hope that we find this out he'll be asked if he can do a thumbs up in his mug shot now see it's a headshot there yeah. is never ever a mug shot below the neck right we've never ever seen it's not how it works but he'll he'll try He'll try to do something different. Should I hate to I hate to be Fox News? Should the Democrats have the billboard up of the mugshot by Friday? Should they wait till Monday? Should it be up? No, it should be up by midnight tonight. <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever. You know, I'm you sorry. can turn it around real quick. You know, you could do a Polaroid. Uh, uh, get get right away. Boom, up there. I, zoom. I know you haven't been in that direction for a while. I think John the Catholic and I were telling you about it is that on I-40 through our town, uh, past Randleman Road, they've got one of those digital billboards, and they just bitch about Biden nonstop. It's Biden, and it's Bidenflation, and it's, uh, it's just a constant uh, rigmarole on there. You're saying it's not? No. <laughs> it's the worst shit in the history of mankind. But I, do, I, would, I would love to go down like one of the streets in our town or go down the interstate and see a Donald Trump mugshot, you know, with the numbers oh, five eight, it. it'd be it'd be the you'll best thing it. ever. You'll see it. Um, but let's let's play what if. Yeah. What if after all of this, there is no mugshot? Okay. What if somehow, some way, at the very end, the tougher the nails. This is Georgia. This is state. This ain't no federal pussyfooting. We're going to treat you like everybody else. What if at the very end today? They say, you know what, we we know what he looks like. We don't have to. And they cave into that. I think there's a chance that'll happen, no matter what they have been saying. He'll insist on it. Won't, won't he insist on it though? Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? Well, it's about him getting to insist. He doesn't get to insist. It has to be their decision. Yeah. To back down. I would okay? like. They don't I, have to back down. I, I would like. Um, I'd like a negotiation where, like, okay, if you just give us the passport, then there's no mugshot. That's what I would like. I would like that sort of negotiation. Oh, bring it! <laughs> that would that would be fantastic. Bring that one. And the other part of that is that you just bring said if one. they don't do it, I think he'll fake one. He'll go back to Mar-a-Lago and they'll just do one, and they'll they'll just they'll just fake it and put a look at what they've done to me. Look how terrible they were to me in Fulton well, County. If, if there is no mugshot, it's not going to be because he uh, wanted to do his own. Okay. Think, no, but he he'll want, go back. He'll, 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 he wanted he'll, Richard Avedon uh, or some. some I think he wants it. Don't, don't you think he wants it, though? Don't you think he wants it for marketing purposes? Yeah. Right, right. You, you can't 
be all in, brag about the indictments. You give me five, and then the whole thing would be. You can't brag about that and then complain about the mechanics and the accoutrements yeah. that are part of the indictment and arraignment process. You do not run this country. You you are nothing. You are a citizen. There is no official office of the ex-presidency. Breaking news. It yeah. doesn't exist. It's not a thing. It, it's it's really, yeah. really not a thing. Find me, yeah, find me in the Constitution, you literal constitutionalists. The office of the ex-president. I'll wait. All right. Last uh last thing. Do not let Vladimir Putin book your flights. It looks like uh what a couple months after uh you give me uh Mm-hmm. led that uh, supposed coup oh, yeah. against Trump. Yeah, He let Putin book a flight for him, and we have a plane crash uh, reported by Reuters, and Prigozhin was listed as a passenger. Now, unless this is the all-time switcheroo, and they're trying to make you think that he's dead, and they put him on the passenger list, but he never was, I don't think that's true. It's not likely when these things happen, when people fall out of windows, when they get deathly ill through some kind of uh, exotic uh, poisoning process, it's not an accident. And whatever happened to this plane, I think we can assume that uh, this is the work of of Putin. It was in uh, Embraer. You know, uh, th- those are the plane. They're built in Brazil. I believe that's the Brazilian and we have a million of those in the United States. Uh, every time you fly on a smaller plane, um, you know, the kind with, with two on one side, one on the other, you know, th- those are very often Embraer. Now, these are Brazilian aircraft that were designed by Nazis that escaped after the war? Is that what happened? I didn't. I, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> the jet was en route from uh, Moscow to St. Petersburg. Seven passengers, three crew. I just, I miss the good old days. I mean, whatever happened to poisoning people's food or throwing acid on them? I mean, that's when Putin was at his best, wasn't it? Wait a minute. Yeah. He's still doing that. Okay. I I hope he hasn't let off. Apparently, you don't believe in diversity in assassination methods. I don't. Diversity is not the strength of Putin. (laughs) 